Accra gets busy on this frequency. 92.7, 3FM. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Hasbunallah wa nimal wakil. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Assalamu alaikum. It's Thursday. Throwback Thursday. Welcome to Johnny's Bite. This morning, i like to quickly acknowledge the fact that the Minister for Trade and Industry, the Honorable Katie Hammond, has been talking and asking industries to reduce their prices so that they will be in the good books of the people and possibly they may be candidates for the uh, coveted order of the Volta Star of the Volta Award, etc. The unions and the industries, those who run Ghana Federation of Labor, TUC, etc., they have also raised questions that, look, you cannot maintain the taxes at the way you have pegged them. And then some of the taxes that we see as nuisance taxes, which is becoming a bedding on our businesses. And the fact that we, are, we have had to push people away from even our businesses. You can't keep the taxes at the same level and ask us to reduce the price of our goods and our services. It will not happen. So it's a fair situation because, as Dr. Uh, Professor Bokpin said, we interviewed him here. He said the system we run in Ghana now is not a tax regime. It is organized thievery or robbery against the citizens. State-organized, state-sponsored robbery against the citizens. Literally, hands are being put in our pocket to take, off the little, take away the little that we have. So we must find a point where we meet, where we say, look, no country in this world has progressed because they overtaxed their people. And in the past, I've showed you tweets by people within government, the people who are associated with the government, who said in the past things about taxation, that today, those same things are happening, and repeatedly so, and even in larger and, and heavier margins, but they are unable to speak up. So the politics of principle is missing. And when you talk about it, people get angry that you're talking about these things. But we're using the same measure that you used in the past, which endeared all of us to you, we're using that same measure for you. Why do you get angry? So, yes, we can talk about reduction of prices because the, the truth of the matter is that if I have gone to buy raw materials at a time when the prices were exorbitant, a certain tax had been imposed, and I had used that to produce certain batches of my goods and, and my products, and then I have not been able to sell them, you cannot suddenly come back and ask me to reduce them because the prices on the market have now reduced. Cost price and selling price is a basic thing we learned in mathematics and economics in basic school. Cost price and selling price. How much did it cost for me to produce? How much profit am I expected to make? And if I am not making the, that profit, will I be able to keep my business afloat? Will I be able to uh, employ people? Will I be able to pay my taxes? Will I be able to fulfill my statutory obligations to the state? These are questions that must be asked. 
They are genuine questions that people, everybody must ask. We will go to the National Theatre very soon. But I want to again appeal to the Electricity Company of Ghana. They insist that Dumso is not back. But I've showed you that in 2012, Leonardo said that when the lights goes off and comes back on, it is Dumso. And then because of that, he tweeted and said, Mahama must go. But today, the ECG, even though our lights go on and off, and we do not have the schedule properly and, and all of that, say it is not Dumso, okay, we agree. But can, Ali, can, can you at least be fair to all of us and let us know when you're going to put these lights off so that at least we can be ready and we can prepare ahead? Can you at least do that basic thing for us? And then when we, we have problems with our meters, why the heck does it take so long for you to change the meters? You say the meters are your property. You say we should not do illegal connection. And when we do, you make a big fuss about it. And then the meter gets destroyed because you are busy changing meters almost every single year. Then when the meters go off and we call you, you don't reply. You don't give us meters. I've given you a case in point of Botiano. And they are not alone. There are many different people who are raising those same questions. If you know you cannot provide the service, leave there so that somebody else can come and provide the service. This whole attitude of monopoly that puts people in a fix must stop in this country. The whole attitude, but I don't blame you. I blame our successive governments who have failed to harvest the energy of the sun to give us solar. When I went to South Africa, I couldn't see the number of solar panels, even in the slums that they have there. Solar panels. People are running their homes and their lives on solar because the sun is shining regularly. We come here, the sun hits us, it makes us darker than we're supposed to be, and we're not even able to harvest small energy from the sun to use. We're told that the Jubilee House would use solar panels. The Jubilee House, we're told, will run on solar is the Jubilee House running on solar? When our lights go off sometimes, their lights go off too. When our lights go off, their lights go off too. I have not seen the presidential villa go off. Sometimes when our lights go off here in Canada, their lights go off too. Their lights go off too. Now, I told you about the National Theatre. And I told you about how the place is smelling. Play that video for me. The National Theatre, the day after the National Science and Mass Quiz finale, this was the state of the National Theatre sometime around 11.30ish. It has not been swept. And, and you can see how the National Theatre is dirty, eh? unkempt, untidy, is smelling. These are the chairs in the lobby. I'm told that when I say the National Theatre is smelling and stinking, the people at the National Theatre, some of them, they don't like it. But how else should I put it? The National Theatre is smelling. The National Theatre is being run down. And you see, I'm told that when the workers decided to protest, was it on Monday or Tuesday, the board chairman was not too happy about it. and said that, oh, we're going forward, we're going to engage the people the workers. And I said, what happened to staff debbers? Common staff debbers at National Theatre, you couldn't hold. Common staff debbers. And you see, the board may try to take itself out of the equation. But the executive director works to the board. The executive director is supposed to be under the direction of a board. 
And the last time I told you, there's work experience, there's managerial experience, and then there's directorial experience. If you're a member of the board of directors, you're supposed to have not just work experience, not just managerial experience, but directorial experience at the very top. This is a reflection of the kind of leadership at the National Theater today. That over the last 10 years or more, people have worked at one place and it is a state institution. There is a certain rank structure and people have not been promoted for 10 years. That common staff debits are not hard. People's overtime, uh, you know, allowances, etc. It takes forever before they are paid. The National Theatre organizes its own shows and runs at a loss. So then the question you are asking is, is, is somebody doing us a favor by being at the National Theatre, either on the board or either as executive director or what? This is the state of the National Theatre. It's just like how bad the Tamaboto way has been. It shows you the state of the nation. Bola is smelling. This was... At 11-something a.m. the next day, after the National Science and Mass Quiz finale had happened. You should go to the washrooms at the National Theater. You puke. When people hire the National Theater, they have to go extra length to buy air freshness to freshen up the place. When you go and rent the National Theater, the centralized cooling system does not work. So you have to pay a private contractor who has been engaged by the National Theater to provide air conditioning services for you and your guests. If not, you will sweat. And if you doubt it, go back to the NMSQ finals and watch the videos. You see from ministers who went there, they were all fanning themselves. Meanwhile, this National Theater was a gift from the Chinese government. We can't even manage a common gift. A common gift. I don't even want to talk about the fact that we were promised that we'll build theaters in all the 10 regions at the time. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about the fact that we were promised by this government that we're going to build one big auditorium. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about the arts fund. I don't want to talk about the, the, the website and all the things that we said we're going to do for the creative. I don't want to talk about I'm talking about the National Theater as it is today. It is dirty. It is smelling. It is stinking. And it is unkempt. And so I get surprised that the board chairman... And, and some members of the board are not happy that the people demonstrated. National Theater is a house of drama. Why did you want them to go and have that kind of drama? You are not happy that the media turned up to come and cover a protest. Is it a, the height of intolerance now? People have bottled up their anger. If we were doing staff debits at the end of every month, you think that the people would have, for the first time when I saw the visuals, I saw the whole of National Theatre united, asking for the right things to be done. Because they are looking at the National Theatre, they are seeing that it is sinking. And they are looking at their jobs and the security of, of, the, of the same. And they know that if the National Theatre collapses, some of them will be out of their jobs. Their children will have to suffer before they go to school. They cannot feed, they cannot rent, they cannot build. They are looking at the possibility of they not having food on their table. That's the concern of the people. Not about covering up for people. Is this the competence 
that the National Theatre this time needs. We've seen Koko Amate a few. We've seen Efo Kojo Maugbe. We've seen many other executive directors. So what exactly is happening? Is the board in control? Have they put together proposals? Have they taken it to Dr. Awal? What did Dr. Awal say about it or the minister before Dr. Awal? If the proposals are not being listened to, have people on the board decided to, to what do you call it, to, to opt out of the board as a protest? Because if you are there and you are supposed to be given direction, and you are giving direction and the direction is not being taken, and you are still there taking your allowances, then you are part of the problem. You should leave so that the people who are refusing to listen to you know that you are not happy about it. That you are not happy about it. Look, play Mr. Is, uh, Dr. Ishmael Yamsin's video for me. Planting for food and jobs. We didn't get the food, we didn't get the jobs, but the money was spent. So the growth, where the growth should come for me, agriculture, manufacturing, tourism, because it employs large numbers of people. If you go to the factories in this country right now, I can bet you nine out of 10 are shedding numbers. So the, those figures that we are quoting, we must always ask, what would they mean to us, to our people? Because if poverty levels are rising, then we have a problem. Mm. So we are not focusing on those areas where jobs can be created. I wasn't involved in the policy execution, but at least I can see the results out of that. Mm? And let me give you a very simple example. I used to buy a bunch of plantain for 25 cities. Today, the same bunch I'm buying for 120. And we are in the food harvest season right now as we sit here. So if today I'm paying three times for the same bunch of plantain that I used to pay 25 cities for, then my question is, what has happened to agriculture? Don't go very far, right? Don't go very far. Coconut. We used to buy coconut in Accra for what? 50 pesos. And we're complaining. Today is five cities. I understand that a chunk of the cost is coming from transportation. But even so, should we go from 50 pesos to five cities? That is Dr. Ishmael Yamsin. And uh, we call this from uh, Joy News. Sat down with uh, Evans Mensah. And he was talking about planting for food and jobs. Very instructive. You see, again, he mentions what I mentioned earlier about the industries. Because I, I know that, and, and I, I, I still have a mental picture of how things were put out to us, that we will have planting for food and jobs, planting for export and rural development, rearing for food and jobs. These were going to provide the raw materials for one district, one factory. And then we're going to have one village, one dam, which are going to serve as irrigation points so that all year through we could be planting. Brilliant idea. Now, with the benefit of power, seven years on, towards eight years, have we properly done an assessment of how these three flagship programs have been properly connected for the benefit of the people to create jobs? Because your unemployment rate keeps shooting up. So have we derailed from the original plan 
that you are going to have irrigation or dams that we're going to serve all year through so that you don't just do rain-based agriculture, that you are going to have plenty for food and jobs, rearing for food and jobs, and plenty for export and rural development. We spoke about the, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, 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 coconut that he's, he's complaining about, etc. Because food is expensive in this country. He said, we spent money to plant the food. The food didn't come. The jobs didn't come. Fact. That charade that was done at the Greek ministry to give us an impression that there was so much food and that it was the market women who were overpricing the food. Some, yes, some will overprice the food. But what is the general picture? Coconut sells at five CDs. It used to be 50 and 70 pesos. Within this short time, it's now selling at five CDs because at some point, the market will be... Gary, the other time I asked somebody to buy me Gary, I feel Gary two CDs. One to three Gary, two CDs. How? How? Ba- the basic things that people need every day. We, we cannot provide the basic things for the people. We all were interested in enumdakrasi, jekrasi, ahumaswakrasi, ahantankrasi, miniminimkrasi, insult him krasi, attack him krasi. Play, play the other video for me. Marking him with the same scheme. Oh, if I mark him with the same scheme, probably be four out of ten. That's a fail. Oh, yes. Because you see, even if you yourself as an individual, you have not dipped your hands into the state coffers, what about all your leaders, your followers, and what have you done about them? Right? My greatest disappointment was recently we had a case about a minister who had so much money in in her home. Sanitation minister. Yes. And the president said that he, he hoped her integrity will be proven in the end. Why, why, would, why would the president even get involved in this when there are state agencies which are handling the matter? You understand? Because if you, our leader, you say, you trust the person. And then you expect this, the people following you to go and say the person cannot be trusted. It's not possible. So I don't think that he has been able to stamp down corruption in this country. He hasn't. Because if he has, then all the scandals that come up day after day after day after day, why hasn't he taken firm action to deal with all those things and, and stop them? Why isn't, why isn't any of his people who have been found culpable not in jail? The big man has spoken. I have nothing more useful to add. He is over 80 years, so he wouldn't need to please anybody. He has spoken. Those who have ears will hear. The incorruptible Nana Dodanko Kufado today cannot talk about corruption, and the elders are telling us that he has failed to fight corruption. It is an indictment on integrity, personality, the government, and the party. Let those who have voices in there speak. I'm activating the phone line, 055-924-2717. 055-924-2717. And 055-691-0154. Good morning. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise.